You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Our guest today, our first guest today is Scott Diener of Scooter's Jungle. We'll be talking to him in just a minute. As a matter of fact, are you interested or looking to open up a franchise? What is a franchise? Well, Scott Diener is going to come in today, and he's going to talk with us about how he successfully grew his business. But before we do that, I'd like to let you know that our business talk show is live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and Thursdays at a special time of 3 p.m. Of course, all of our shows can be heard live exclusively on octalkradio.net, Orange County's only community radio station. If you're listening to this show as a podcast, we encourage you to listen live during our broadcast times. This show is brought to you by our valued advertisers, Brandman University, Center Club, Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, S&H Rubber, Succession Strategies, our longest sponsor, Tone Software, and UPS Protection. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience of CEOs running middle market firms, to improve your decision-making skills. Scott, welcome to the show. Great. Thank you. It's good to be here. It's good to have you here. Let's start simply by asking you to tell us a little bit about Scooter's Jungle. Well, Scooter's Jungle is an indoor private family play uh, where we offer a safe, clean, fun family adventure. Uh Uh, We want uh, the families to play together so it's adult-friendly. Adults can get on all the equipment, so it's not just that two- and three-year-old type equipment. Uh, We want to make sure that uh, with that, uh, our differentiation is really service and quality, and that's what we offer to the marketplace okay. is to separate ourselves from making sure that uh, – let's take service, red carpet. We're going to come out. We're going to grab your stuff out of your car because you're coming into our facility. So we're a right. private party event management company. It's, okay. That's our focus. All right. Um, you've invited all these guests to our parties. We're going to check in their gifts. Some of the concepts that we've done – and we built our brand on what we wanted for our family. Mm. And that's what we, we didn't see in the marketplace 12 years ago. So we built this brand to really satisfy our need as well as the unmet consumer need Right uh, here in the marketplace. I love when entrepreneurs build a business around what they know they need and can prove that it can scale. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So that's, that your, that's your concept. So tell, tell me more about Scooter's Jungle. Well, where is it? Uh, you, you're talking about yeah, what type of equipment, what kind of fun things do you have inside of Scooter's Jungle? What are the locations? So we've got five Southern California locations, two are corporate stores that we own. Okay. And so that's where we prove out all our new stuff and new products and services. We've got three franchise locations, one in Orange County, one in Los Angeles County, and one in Ventura County all of them Southern California-based, our equipment is supersized inflatables. Mm -hmm. We also have uh, permanent play structures, so you can get it two-story, almost three-story buildings where you can get up real high and play and jump and have fun. And most importantly, you can play with your kids. So instead of the the habit trail where you go and you get some food, you sit down and watch the kids, we want it to where the parents can play. I'm not a small guy. I wanted to be able to play with the kids and go around and have fun and not feel claustrophobic. Right. And so that's how we built yeah, our I've, brand. I've gone to some of those places who we don't need to mention, but when I'm inside of it, I'm thinking, this they didn't really expect me to be in here for very long. Right. right? And having been to, to your corporate store in Aliso Viejo, it, it looks like it would be hard to keep the parents off of that. Right? That's exactly Because that looks like just a lot of fun. Now, they may not have the stamina of some of the kids that are in there playing on some of those plays, because I know when I've been in inflatables and stuff, after a while, I'm ready to sure. take a break, Sure, but I've expended my energy. So that's great that your your parents, the parents can be a part of the fun, too, and not just be bystanders. So how long have you had franchisees? We've had uh, f- almost uh, coming up on four years. On four years? Four years. Okay. So that's a... Tell me about that change in your business when you go from corporate-owned stores to now having franchise partners who are operating and buying into your vision and delivering your brand. What was that like for you? Well, so our my background was coming from the franchise companies. I worked for some of the big 100 uh, companies uh, that we, we built startups all the way through very established brands that have 5,000, 10,000 units. Okay. And so I had that experience behind me 
So then when we we operated our stores and we had the philosophy of we're going to operate for probably five years before we begin franchising. Okay, so it was in your strategic plan that you were going to be a franchisor at some point? At some point, okay. yeah. And we just didn't know when, Right. Uh, but the idea was we wanted to build a concept uh, that made us proud and, and prove it out. Mm-hmm. So we started with one, then we built two. Then we built one a couple hours away so that we had that uh, sustainability okay. to make sure that it wasn't all in the same marketplace. And is it replicable? People start questioning. So we built it far enough away that it wasn't the same market, but we could get to it within driving distance. Well, that's very strategic. So, uh, no, I'm giving you credit. I mean, I think the years that you spent with the large corporations, you learned some best practices. Right? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And that's what you've employed in your business as an entrepreneur, it sounds like. And my wife, who she had her own businesses at home, she's truly the entrepreneur. She loves to really create stuff and can uh, pull the trigger and make a decision. And and you've had enough people on your show that, you know, can you really pull the trigger and make right. that decision? And that's the hard part, and that's probably what separates uh, certain people from the pure entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Versus, in our case, maybe the franchisee who wants to go into a proven system. Right. They want to own their own business, but they don't want to be alone. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And that's what the promise of owning a franchise can be, is that you just implement the model well, and you'll get the similar results or maybe better results. So so what has been your experience, and I'm talking with Scott Diener, he is the founder, right, of Scooter's Jungle. Okay, before I get there, i got to tell me the name. What's the genesis for the name Scooter's Jungle? Now, Scooters was a nickname for me. Okay. You know, so first name, Scott. Uh-huh. You know, it's, it's somewhat, not to say typical, but it's, it's um, you know, a popular nickname. Okay. So you grew up as a scooter? Yes. Okay. So you brought it into your business. Exactly. Okay. So when did you decide before you started Scooters Jungle that this is, that you were going to leave the corporate, the safety of the corporate world sure. and branch out and be a business owner yourself? Well, we always had over-the-top parties that we always threw for our kids. Uh, we, were day, we were day camp counselors, <laughs> okay. camp directors. So both of us independently did uh-huh. that. So it's, it's kind of in our gene pool to uh, make sure that we're going to have fun every day at work, uh, to make sure that you know, with kids and families. Uh, and then the other thing is we looked at franchise and independent concepts, and we didn't see what met our need in the marketplace. I'd worked for all these big companies, flew millions of miles, and it came down to it's. I'm tired of flying and making money for other people. Right. So I wanted flexibility. I wanted to be my own boss. So all those typical things that people go through, and came down to I need to build my own brand. Mm-hmm. And in Orange County, so that I don't have to get on a plane again and Tell work it. for others. Amen. So here we are, twelve years later. Twelve years later, and and this space. How much competition, direct competition? I know everybody has competition, right? Sure. I mean, we could we could list a bunch of things that people could do other than taking their children to Scooter's Jungle for a, for an over-the-top birthday party or an event. But, but how many direct competitors of that type of, uh, of, of experience do you see in, in, your, in your market? When we started, there was uh, one, maybe two across the U.S., and here we are 12 years later, it's become a, uh, I don't want to say a standard, but they're, they're all over. Okay. And there's many shades of quality and service, right, because everybody decides as independents uh, right. where they want to sit in that value proposition. Uh, so, but there's room for everybody because what what's happened is a lot of people have opened up by us in our corporate stores. Oh, my goodness. And franchise stores, but our sales have been fairly steady. Sure, that customer may go out and test the competition, right? but they always keep coming back. You know, sometimes you're not the first guest, that, I'm talking with Scott Diener, you're not the first guest here on Critical Mass Radio Show to suggest that having uh, having competition is actually good for business. And, and, I, and I hear what mm-hmm. that's, that's what you're saying. It gives them a compar- A to B comparison. Plus, it raises the awareness of the, of the offering, right? Yes. So you're not the only one having to spend all your marketing dollars to educate people that there's even this kind of experience space, the place that they can go. So, so I, I see how uh, sometimes it's nice to have comp- competitors in your neighborhood. And it forces us to be better. Right. And to challenge us if where your value proposition is we want to stay on the high-quality, high-service. Well, we have to keep uh, making sure that we are there. 
where we're talking with Scott Diener. He is the founder of Scooter's Jungle, and we're going to be talking more about his business and franchising and all kinds of things in the next segment. So you don't want to go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. Commercial Bank of California, or CBC, is a well-funded, full-service bank located in the heart of Orange County. CBC is ranked in the top 6% nationally for financial strength. Commercial Bank of California was founded in 2003 by a group of Orange County's finest entrepreneurs. To this day, our bank is governed by our founders, including General William Lyon of William Lyon Homes. Alex Morello of the Morello Group, and Frank Willie of Fidelity National Financial, to name a few. In short, we are a bank founded, built, and run by entrepreneurs, for entrepreneurs. Not every business in Orange County should be our customer. However, if your business is looking for a bank that can assist in finance, production, analytics, and risk management, there's no better bank to choose. To understand the true power of how Commercial Bank of California can help you achieve your goals, give us a call at 714-431-7000 or visit us on the web at www.cbcal.com or at our new headquarters at 19752 MacArthur Boulevard in Irvine. Member FDIC. talk about your family business you know that thing you put your whole life's blood sweat and tears into well what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children at succession strategies we can help you find the answers we'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation safely and securely ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. Today's businesses are embracing voice over IP telephones and unified communication desktop technologies to more effectively communicate and collaborate with their customers, suppliers, and colleagues. The Reliatel management software from Tone Software Corporation helps organizations of all sizes manage their communications technologies to ensure great voice quality and better levels of service and reliability throughout their business. Through Reliatel, you'll gain higher return on investments from VoIP and unified communications technologies while lowering the associated operational support and maintenance costs. Learn more. Visit www.tonesoft.com or call 800-833-8663 for information on Reliatel by Tone Software, the solution for quality business communications. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Scott Diener of Scooter's Jungle is our guest. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our radio show as a podcast. Over the last 30 days, you've downloaded over, are you ready, 18,000 episodes. And that's a new record for us here on Critical Mass Radio Show. We truly, and I appreciate your continued and growing support of the program. All of our shows can be heard live on octalkradio.net or rebroadcast from iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, hundreds of middle market companies' websites where I've had their CEOs or guests, and they put the player on their website, as well as other business-oriented podcasting services. All right, let's get back to talking about Scooter's Jungle great name let's talk about what you see as the right psycho psychographic or makeup of a potential uh, entrepreneur who wants to become a franchise owner rather than blaze their you know create their own business model but rather take an existing proven model and deliver value with that in their market what what's your experience scott in vetting you must have met with multiple franchise potential partners before you pick the ones you picked Sure. Well, I think it comes down to starting with the passion, making sure that people truly understand the business. They want to be there uh, every day. So let's take the restaurant industry, very dominant um, in franchising. 
And if someone, if the prep cook doesn't show up in the morning, are you willing to go there in the morning and cut the tomatoes? You need to have that passion or that willingness to just do it yourself. Because if someone, maybe you need to terminate someone. Maybe you need to, if something happens in the market, and you need to change, you need to be willing to work in it. Uh, investor model comes in and says, I just want to make money. Right. That's not what's going to work. Because, and what I found is people need to be, your family needs to be supportive. Everybody needs to be around you that says, that's a great decision, go do it, because it's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. And if you're building it from the ground up, a new build, guess what? There's some tough times the first year, maybe two years just getting the business started if you buy a going concern well that business is already going but guess what you're going to have to put in those hours initially and if your family's not behind it so getting the spouse getting the uh, maybe the kids getting everybody involved in the process so that you get to understand what the dynamics are going to be and then you're saying this is going to be hard and you guys need to talk about that and it could be a parent giving a child Hmm loaning them money, right. and it could be their life savings, whatever it is. That's no pressure, is it? <laughs> but that's, it's reality, that's reality, and people do that because right. they're saying, hey, look, i got to leave my job, or i got, I got to make a change in my life. And, okay, here's the money, um, son, daughter, just mm-hmm. go make it right. So executives that are in corporate world now thinking about starting their own business and maybe buying a franchise, I'm hearing you say, Scott, it is, it is a more... It's more of a holistic involvement than just going to your job. Even if you have a very demanding, high-profile corporate job, many times you can insulate your family and your loved ones from it. But a business, a franchise, everybody's got to be invested in the business, it sounds like. That's exactly it. Because those times when you need them to support you, I may not be home at at dinner at 6 o'clock now anymore because I'm going to be doing this job and this job and like in our business we're evenings and weekends we're opposite of what is a typical job and so for us we're on evenings and weekends was that an attractive part of the business model when you started this business the the alternative hours did that appeal to you? flexibility it it was ultimately so where I can go to my kids plays I can go to sporting events we had the ultimate in flexibility and so that was important to us okay. to be able to be with our kids. We never had sitters. We didn't. We just wanted to do it ourselves. Right. So one of us was always home. And so for a good franchise partner for you, maybe that's a similar need that they might have, right? They, they welcome the fact that they're working when other people are not working because they're not working when other people are working. It, exactly. And let's say, let's say you're a multi-unit franchisee for us. Okay. And you get a call on a weekend and from for an issue that you need to solve well you need to be accessible and that's just part of that's just life right. and so no matter what happens if the, if you happen to have a business that's closed on a certain day maybe every monday great that's your off day mm-hmm. and maybe that's the business that you need to find right. to fit your family lifestyle and there is no right or wrong it's you know you and i even have different Visions of what is a family structure and right. where and wh- what's my why? Where do you want to be in five years, ten years? Everybody's a little bit different, mm-hmm. and that you need to make sure going in that you have that end in mind of this is what I define as success. Success is if I can get five stores open and make uh, five million in revenue, whatever that is. Right. And when you get there, be happy. Not don't slide that bar up to fifteen million and fifty stores. Right. Be happy. Yeah. You got there, enjoy it, and then decide if you want to make that next leap. Mm-hmm. But people don't often set their expectation and set their goal and say, I will be happy if I get here. Right. But that's a great thing about buying a business or buying into a franchise that can sell you multiple units. You can scale it in the same Mm-hmm. repeatable model i would think the second one is slightly easier than the first sure. and the third you know by the by the time you get three or four under your belt that's never totally easy but there's a lot of things you've already been there done that so you can eff- more efficiently avoid the pitfalls and and recognize the opportunities when you see them right exactly so scott diener is our guest he is the founder of scooters jungle he and his wife right mm-hmm. created the business together yes. so um let's talk about your guiding principle. You mentioned your, you know, knowing your why earlier, and so uh, I love to ask uh, guests on Critical Mass Radio Show, Scott, of all the things you've kind of developed and enculturated in business in your business life. Is there an overarching philosophy that you're using as you're leading and growing Scooter's Jungle? And I call that your guiding principle. 
I think it's all about uh, people management and making sure that you've got the right people in the right place and having teams that perform together well. Um, everything that we've done is whenever you have the wrong mix involved and you're not consistent in your application of the system, things start to fall apart. So if you've got the right system and the right people in place, things go really, really smooth. Our customers have a great time. The rave reviews constantly. But as soon as we start to veer off with being inconsistent mm -hmm. in our system or we have the wrong people in place or the wrong dynamic of people, things start to fall apart. And it, that's always been how uh, we've operated. In a service space such as you're in, the people element cannot be overstated, can it? And, and there is no identical party, right? Because your, <laughs> your expectation right. of what you want for your family and your family structure of friends and families come to our place could be a little bit different than mine. Right. So there's the Scooter's Jungle and as well as the, our type of business is somewhat flexible and you need to be flexible to accommodate the little changes here and there but we need to stay within our system do you serve food at scooter's jungle yeah okay. we actually have homemade pizza mm -hmm. uh, many years ago kids we, love pizza everybody loves pizza and it's profitable okay but one of the things that we had is the deliveries were getting all messed up from outside suppliers okay so we decided let's just build our own pizza and it's strong enough it, it tastes great it's all fresh it could stand alone as its own brand. Oh, so wow. it allows us the opportunity to make additional profit. But really, we built it to satisfy our need to having fresh hot pizza served. Right. As opposed to saying, hey, it's profitable. We were just, it was really operationally based on why we did it. Right. Because it could put a damper on the experience if the food's not there on time and all. Yeah. Exactly. Kids are hungry. The parents are anxious. That's the, that's the thing. As you're talking, I'm thinking, you're providing a service for parents for their most precious asset, their kids. I'm sure there are some very high expectations that you've had to meet, especially by positioning yourself at the top of the market, too, exactly. right? Exactly. So you set that expectation with your clients. You've got to deliver to that. I'm sure we, if we had more time with Scott Diener today, we could talk about maybe some more stories and some funny stories of maybe parents who weren't as reasonable in the experience. But I'm sure they've all been great. Why wouldn't they have fun? I've, I've been to your shop, at least your store in, in Liso Viejo, and, and, and this looks like it's a... It's a, do you do corporate events or anything like that? Is it only for children, parties and things? What Any other events that you hold there? No, we, are, uh, we have open play. And so that open play type events and private parties is really... Private parties is our, our dominant feature. Okay. Kids' birthday parties. Uh, we do corporate team building okay. uh, during the week all the time. Oh. And it, the idea is because we are adult-friendly and kids want to have fun. Right. Well, adults want to have fun, too. We're non-alcoholic, so that's kind of, you know, it's a definite barrier right there. But uh, corporate team building, fundraisers for elementary age kids, sports teams, uh, scouts, all those type of things where we're trying to be community-based okay. and help support our community because ultimately we're a referral-based business that we want people to keep coming back to us over many, many, many years. We don't want your birthday. We don't necessarily have to have the birthday every single year. Right. But what we want is you just keep coming back over a lifetime. Right. I think if there are CEOs, and I'm sure there are here in Orange County, business owners running uh, lower middle market firms, you think, hey, I'd like to do a team building exercise. I think these kind of these kind of physical activity based team building can can break down a lot of barriers and really kind of level the playing field. The boss is no more the boss when right. when he's on the slide or whatever he's doing than or she's doing than any other members of the team. And it's a lot of fun. You see teams smile, have fun, they're laughing, they eat pizza. It's a good time. Right. All right. Final question. What's your plan for growth? Where where do you see taking Scooter Jungle in the future, Scott? Well, I see us building a multi-unit franchisees as trying to take that opportunity where you buy one now you, it's time for to build the second okay. and the third and the fourth because like we just talked about it's a lot easier to have fewer franchisees own more units right it's just a much tighter system everybody has a lot more fun and so that's really our growth is to start to, obviously we need those people that come in to build one then two then three mm-hmm uh, but we're starting to look at multi-unit development. Do you see yourself growing outside of Southern California? 
Yes, we're starting to work on a couple of stakes uh, outside of California right now. Okay. Uh, well, that's got to be a different model for the franchisor, too, once you start crossing state boundaries. I don't have time to get into that, but I can only imagine that's even more documentation and requirements put on you as a franchise. Your franchise industry is a very regulated industry with a lot of requirements. It is. The FTC and franchise disclosure documents, but... You know, that's just, that's the program. So right. you got to play in the, if you want to play in the franchise space and you got to play with, within the rules right. and that's just part of the program. And, and it's not an issue. Again, prior experience says, okay, it's there. <laughs> you just, there's nothing you can do about it. Right. So again, that entrepreneur might say, oh, this is way too much stuff for me. I'm going to just create my own and do my own thing. I don't want to be a part of anything. Right franchisee says i like being a part of a bigger picture right and being not just by myself but in a big pool and yeah. sharing in that quality and service with other people because i think uh, part of, of the power of the franchise system is the franchisor obviously in the business model but it's the franchisees as well because they many of them have walked in your st- footsteps and you can learn i know i in my system i learn a lot from the other people that are doing what i'm doing in different markets you pick up best practices and good ideas and and it's sometimes easier just to have a conversation with them too about things you're you're still learning and, and they benefit so i'm sure that happens in scooters jungles scooter jungles franchise system so if someone wants to learn about either to bring your a family there for an event or a corporate event or maybe as a franchise partner where do you direct them to go online scott best place is to uh, go online to www.scootersjunglefranchise.com uh, or you can call, call our office at 949-349-9559 and we look forward to uh, talking to anybody well i think it's a fun business model. It must be fun to be in a business of fun. And having seen those smiling faces, you always have so many memories of kids that are just like, I want to come back. This is great. So uh, thanks for being a, a friend of the program, a guest on here, and a part of our community, Scott Diener. Continued success. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our second break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Jan Slater is in the green room, and she'll be in the studio when we come back after these words from our sponsors. comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. With the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days. All with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. of consumer packaged goods and retail products fail miserably within their first year? Why? Because they find themselves in the pit of unawareness. You don't want to go there. Call me and I'll make sure that your packaging gets noticed. You know how I know? Because I'm the founder and creative director of MBN Design. We're one of Orange County's most established and trusted design firms. With over 20 years of experience, I can ensure that your brand will always stay new. Ask me how our packaging sold millions in months or see for yourself other success stories on our website at www.mbndesign.com. We're MBN because we're making brands new. Call 714-458-8701 and talk to me, Hector Garcia. That's myself. 714-458-8701. I'll be waiting for your call. UPS Protection has been protecting systems in the U.S. against brownouts, blackouts, and poor quality power for over 25 years. We provide power protection systems, including UPS, lighting inverters, generators, and service for clients from coast to coast. We specialize in solving all your power needs. As a direct reseller of the best brands in the industry, including Liebert, Powerware, and APC, we can solve all your power protection needs. 
Protecting your power is our main goal. We offer on-site or depot repair of our critical equipment. To better serve your budget constraints, UPS Protection also offers both reconditioned and new products. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. As promised, our next guest is Jan Slater. She is founder of CareerCorrectConnection.me.me. So, Jan, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'd like to be here. That's good to have you here. I'd like to let you know that our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on the program is the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of the show. And with our exclusive prospect engagement program, Critical Mass Radio Show delivers 23 warm prospects to each of our platinum advertisers each year. To learn more, contact Rose Chamora at 951-515-4661. That's 951-515-4661. All right, Jan, let's start by talking about your firm. Uh, Tell me a little bit about what you do and what makes you different. Why do clients find you and do business with you? CareerConnection.me is a fairly new iteration of my business. I've been in business for 35 years. And um, for about 30 of those 35 years, I was a CEO and an executive coach. I found myself not having much fun doing that. Mm. So I decided to become a young adult coach and a young adult career coach. That wasn't difficult to do because all the executives that I had worked with over the years had young adults in their lives, and I had an immediate business. Nice. These kids were all over the country because they went to college in all kinds of different places. So I found myself in a virtual business, and I also found myself repeating myself all the time. So I wanted to create an online learning community that's different than online learning. I'll make that distinction in a minute. Okay. So that the kids from all over the country could learn in my community from each other, from other professionals, as well as myself. So I hired a consultant to help me do this. I know nothing about technology. I still don't know anything about technology. I don't need to. I hire people to do that part of me. Sure. I'm still a storyteller. I'm still a trainer. I'm still a coach. And that's what I do. But I do it all virtually through video, written word, and for interacting right in the community, live with the kids. So you were going to point it. Give us a point of differentiation of online learning. Yeah, people take online classes now all the time. Right. High school, college, now soon, kids even in grade school can get it all online. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine are not classes. So in this online learning community, careerconnection.me, are thousands of articles and videos, many produced by me, talking about different career fields. So if you want to know what it's like to work at Blizzard, I have filmed people who are gamers there. If you want to know what it's like to be in marketing or sports management or the hundreds, thousands of careers I have in there, you either read about it because we've written about it or you actually watch a five-minute video Hmm. where somebody talks about their career to you. Then it's interactive. So the student then can ask questions of that person, leave comments, and or leave a private message. That's excellent. It is. Um, we monitor this community because there are underage kids in it. Okay. So nothing, absolutely nothing gets in there without me or my community managers knowing that. Mm-hmm. All comments and questions need to be approved by us. Okay. So you're not in there. It's not a big free-for-all. Can I ask, can you share the revenue model? The, the What's the revenue yeah, model? Yeah, that's that interesting. I thought that I started it because I had all these kids on my hands, and I thought the individual parent was going to pay me. It's $295 a year to be in the community. But parents also wanted my individual coaching along with the community. Okay. So that's a small part of my business, but right away I understood I could license this to other people, and so I did. And so major corporations and nonprofits use my community for their own purposes. So I'll give you a couple of examples. Please do, yeah. Girls Inc. of Orange County, and I love to give them a plug because many of our listeners probably know them. Sure. It's a it's a um, six-year-old nonprofit here in Orange County, and we program girls at risk from age 5 to 18. Where I come in is in their high school years, we actually place young ladies in major internships in the month of July in major corporations here in Orange County. Mm. Um, major law firms, Allergan Pharmaceuticals, Edwards Life Science, you get the idea. Right. 
before I came along with my community, all this teaching was done live because we start in January and we get the 16 and 17 year olds ready for a major assignment in the month of July. And they're going to walk into one of these corporations and become an intern at that tender age. That's a lot of adults would be intimidated by that. Right. So I suggested to Girls Inc. that instead of teaching live, they license my content. I also create content for them specifically. And the girls spend between uh, January and June when we teach live learning how to dress Um, how to conduct an information interview, how to write a resume. They do interview for these internships. All the career things you think people might learn, they learn through the community. That's excellent. A neat feature of this community is the community members themselves are allowed to create content because this generation does not mind turning a camera on themselves. Selfie, selfie, selfies. Right, very comfortable. Uh, Yeah, they use their iPads, they use their phones, and they actually create content themselves. So it's peer learning as well. It's peer learning, and that's what this generation wants. Exactly. Yeah, they don't really want to hear from adults. No, they're, they're more collaborative, too, right? Oh, way I'm more collaborative. Right. Yeah, the, the first month I launched um, with the community of parents and, and uh, kids, one of my NYU students turned the camera on herself and gave me a five-minute video about how you conduct a college interview, which is very different than a job mm. interview. So I knew I was going to get content from this community. And again, back to Girls, Inc., they've had a good day at their internship. They've had done something. They just turned the camera on themselves and they talk about it. As do the sponsors of these girls, the ones who are actually mentoring and uh, giving them the work assignments. So we have about two minutes left before the first break. Mm-hmm. What have the corporate sponsors said about so the Allergans, the Edward Life Sciences? They love this because they get featured on it. They get to tell their story. Okay. And so then I do have corporate clients that use this online learning community as well. It started by using it for new employee orientation, which is an obvious one. Right. And again, millennials do not want to go into a room and have a bunch of talking heads talk at them and tell <laughs> us where the bathroom is. Right. What they want to do is meet each other. So when I create these videos, and I taught myself to produce videos, I have a camera person, um, I have other successful millennials in that company make five-minute videos and say things like, hi, I work for this company. Let me tell you what it takes to succeed here. Let me tell you what to never do in your first two weeks here. And this is how you're going to get along. So they want to hear that stuff, not where the bathroom is, and they can read about their benefits. Yeah, here's our manual. Here's our manual, blah, blah, blah. Page 72. Right. I I found an article called New Employee Orientation Sucks, and that's exactly how they feel. That's true. So now they're interacting with people just like them and with other new members of the organization, and they just love it. We're talking with Jan Slater. She's the founder of CareerConnections.me. CareerConnection.me. And stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We've got more to talk with Jan about after these words with our sponsors. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. SNH Rubber is a manufacturing company in Fullerton, California. We specialize in custom molded, extruded, and stamped rubber parts. If your next job requires a rubber part, we would appreciate the opportunity to quote on it. We serve aerospace, automotive, and many other industries. We work with many types of rubber, including silicone, EPDM, neoprene, uninitrile, and viton. Our quality system is ISO and AS9100 approved. Over our 47 years in business, the SNH brand has become known for superior quality, quick turnaround, and competitive pricing. Please check out our website at www.shrubber.com or call 714-525-0277. Let SNH be your ceiling solution. There's something positive about the word up. When things are looking good, they're looking up. When someone's down, you cheer them up. So how do you move up? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up. 
Brandman University. Brandman is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top 10 universities for online bachelor's programs. Brandman's online graduate programs in business and education also receive top honors. So look us up at brandman.edu. Brandman University. Move up. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Jan Slater is our guest for this segment. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our radio show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 18,000 episodes during the last 30 days. That's a new high for us here at Critical Mass Radio Show, and we appreciate your continued and growing support. We've more than doubled our downloads since January of 2013. Of course, all of our shows can be heard live on octalkradio.net or rebroadcast from iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, hundreds of middle market CEO websites where the guest has been on our show and they put the player on the company's website, as well as various other business-oriented podcasting sites. All right, let's talk about you for a minute, Jan. Can you share with our audience your guiding principle? I mean, what I mean by guiding principles, we've learned a lot in our business career. What have you taken into your business that you're using to lead and grow and scale the business? Well, this is pretty simple. Okay. I left, um, although I do a little CEO and executive coaching because I wanted to have fun. So my business is all about fun, and actually teens are very funny. So my guiding principle is you're not having fun. What are you doing? Because work is hard enough, but there's always fun in it. And if you can't find it, go find something else. So F-U-N, fun. I'm going to follow up on that because I came from the corporate world. I left it at 49 years old to do this peer group business, Mm -hmm. to buy my own business, and to be my own entrepreneur. And I was just talking with a friend of mine earlier today that, and I'm in my mid-50s now, and unfortunately I've seen my some of my contemporaries who have worked themselves into a really nice job slash career, but they don't enjoy it anymore. They don't. Yeah, well, you burn out, or here's what happens in corporations. Those jobs just keep getting bigger. Right. They're not going to get smaller. Right. And, and people step up to the plate and do it, so of course they're going to let you. Right. Right, and all you get for your reward for working fast is more work. That's what I learned in my career. More is not always better. No. It's just more. It's just more. If you want more, then it's better. Yeah. But sometimes it's like, really, you want that global job. You want to be on the plane. Right. You, you want to be around the world. You right. want to be gone on weekends. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's that's the great thing about being an entrepreneur and a business owner. You should be able to craft a business that you enjoy working in. And you can work any 60 hours a week you want. Right. But if you enjoy it. It doesn't matter. And if, you're, if you feel like you're doing good. Right. Exactly. So, all right, we're talking with Jan Slater, and I wanted to ask you about the seven ways CareerConnection.me can elevate a company's workforce or a company. Can you share those with us? I can. So when online learning communities are introduced inside companies, they eliminate many meetings, and I don't know about your listeners, but most of those are snoozers. Um, They eliminate many of the emails people send back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, Much travel. Because now you're just going to use your video and Mm -hmm. use your community and start talking to people all over the world. It does allow that peer-to-peer learning, which people really do want. It allows um, training to happen really quickly. And it allows it to happen from the people who are actually doing the job instead of the training department. There's nothing wrong with the training department, but they can't possibly keep up with the speed of learning. And that's what we need to do. So that's what an online learning community does. It allows people to teach each other. It sounds like it really, at the at the foundation, is improved communication. Oh, absolutely. And in the moment, this is happening, let me tell you about it. Right. So one of my early adopters was a sales force. They sell landscaping services to major businesses and hotels. And these 50, 40 and 50-year-old men were given iPads. And when they landed business, they were to leave that business, go outside, turn the iPad on themselves and say, let me tell you what happened today. I just signed the hotel deal. That was mm-hmm. that was when they signed. Let me tell you how I got that piece of business. Let me tell you what I did to land it. Now, you don't think the other salespeople aren't going to watch gold. that video immediately? <laughs> That's gold, right. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Wow, how right. did he do that? Right. And let me learn from that. Your sales trainer can't do that. They're not there. Right. right? So people teach each other. And then I instituted at that company, the one that got away. And when you didn't get the business, you had to make a video, too. Okay. And tell us why not. 
right? But again, a cooperative environment. No right. one's going to penalize you. But that learning is just as valuable as the one she gets. That's you a get. key phrase. You ha- it has to be safe. You have oh, to very be able safe. To, you have to be able to be honest and transparent Absolutely. and vulnerable and not have it come back. Right. right. And right. I knew that culture. And I knew if they adopt this technology, I knew that would happen. Right. Technology is really an underpinning then to your business model. Now, it is. It? You wouldn't be here today. Amazing. And I'm 65 years old. And really, I don't know anything about technology. <laughs> I, I don't need to. I think you're being a little bit modest. Oh, I'm, no, I'm not. <laughs> Okay, well, then you're not. (laughs) No, I'm a dunce. But but, but the point being, people do. And they do, and the millennials. And so the last point, you're not going to attract those young workers if you're doing everything the same old way. They do not want to sit in a classroom. They do not want someone talking at them for eight hours. That's why all my videos are five minutes long. So that's the max length. Absolutely. Five minutes. Right. And it's mobile device enabled. Okay. So they're going to watch it at midnight or 4 a.m. Who knows when they're going to watch it? It doesn't matter. Right. That's how they learn everything. So does your site give you kind of a usability and kind of frequency? And do you know that some people are watching them late at night? I mean, oh, yeah. No, you can track it all. All that kind of. Yeah, it's all in the back end. Isn't that the other part of, of, of really being able to modify? your training to the to your customer base exactly. too, right? Because right. you'll know it's working right. and you can do more of that right. and less of the stuff that's not as right. popular. Because they're watching it. Yeah, technology gives you immediate feedback. Exactly. No, it's it's fabulous. Yeah. But there's some resistance to this because a lot of people that run these companies are in their late 40s, early 50s, and 60s, and they know their kids do this. They got that. Right. But how did they get their employees to do this? Right. Well, you have a win like that Salesforce I just did. Don't you think the other departments in that company wanted to adopt this? They did. Right. So you get a win somewhere, and then they all want it. That's how you do that. Sounds like you have a sales background. I think so. A little bit there. Huh? Uh-huh. Okay. So let's talk about a challenge. We all have them in our business. Is there a current challenge that you're facing into? And if so, what is it? But more importantly, what are you doing about it, Jan? Well, again, it is that adoption. When I when I speak to groups and I demonstrate my community, I can see a lot of people in the audience thinking, wow. Now, somebody said to me right away when I first talked about this, he walked in the room and he said, are you the speaker today? It was about online learning communities and this new technology. And I said, yes, why? And he said, if you were 25, I'd have walked out of this room. Wow. I said, exactly. I know this seems threatening and intimidating to people, but it's not. It's quite simple once you learn to live in the virtual world. Right. But it's something you have to develop a taste for. So I do have to do a lot of demonstrating and talking about it. And all my happy customers do this for me, too. Because guess what? I make videos about it. Mm. And I don't just talk about it. I let you watch somebody else talk about it. Right. Video is the best Absolutely. Tool and that. I didn't know how to make a video until two years ago. And now look They're at not you. that hard. They're not that hard. No. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but the... Making a good video requires a certain set of discipline, though, right? You just can't put anything out there. And- no, no, and mine are, are good quality, but no, it's. I have a camera guy. I stand behind the camera and ask the questions. They answer the questions. They don't make a speech. They're answering questions. I'm edited out. Right. It's simple. No one wants to make a speech. Right. That's really intimidating. Right. But once I, I give them the questions, they answer the questions, we're done, and they always say to me, are we going to do that again? No, it's great. It's <laughs> <laughs> great the way it is. Yeah. And we don't need another take. You're right, yeah, all done. <laughs> like, all I'm talking with Jan Slater. She's the founder of CareerConnection.me. Let's talk about the future then. What are your What are your plans for your firm? Uh, just more licenses and more corp- corporations adopting this. Okay. Once I start your community and I help you hire a community manager, I also have a community for community managers. What a surprise. Right. Because you need to keep the whole thing going, keep the energy going. So I just have all these clients all around um, this area mostly creating these communities and having a fun time doing it and once i start you you can do it all on your own do you see staying focused in southern california yes i don't want to get on a plane don't have to right? <laughs> exactly right right so you have a community for community managers yes so they learn from each other exactly best practice. i have to walk my talk don't i right exactly uh, yeah yeah uh-huh. and and did you say the pricing model was two two well, the, my original community was 295 dollars. Okay. the pricing model really varies depending on how many people you have in this community okay yeah so this is uh, to me I, I could see how there might be some resistance from the hr and learning responsible That's people right. in the company exactly because they lose kind of control of right Right. But once they roll out benefits with this or start to do other things that are so repetitive and um, instead of having all those employee meetings, they just make videotapes and have people watch them and answer and ask questions. Again, I put them in control of those questions and those comments. Right. So nothing 
nothing's going on you don't know about. Right. Right. It's all sanctioned. It's all sanctioned. It's all written there. Right. Right. So not only is this an inspiration and an inspiring business, and I love the fact that it's based on collaboration and peer learning, which I think is exactly where we need to be in in America, if not the world, with, Mm -hmm. with business. You reinvented yourself when... Others might have just not wanted to put the energy into reinventing themselves, right? I'm bored easily. <laughs> well, we're almost done with this interview, so hang in there, Jan. Yeah. I don't want you to get bored of well, the time. Well, let me tell you here. the other use for this. CEOs love this. You know why? Why? That person actually wants to do a message to their employees every week. But right. you can't. You're going to put them all in the cafeteria, right. right? So that CEO message takes on quite the importance, and again, anybody and everybody can ask that CEO question in the community. Right. That's the key. Ask the question, get the answer exactly. in the moment, right. not managed and, you know, right. submit your questions. Right. And, uh, no, they won't do that. And send you a newsletter. Right. And, and they won't do it in person. A lot of times in front of the CEO, people aren't going to raise their hand, but they will write a question. Right. And they do. Right. And, and then it gets answered. And then that CEO is this forum he or she has never had before. Because believe me, they have something to say every week. Right. Communication is the most common process in all companies. Exactly. And it's the least worked on as far as improving and enhancing it and you can get the most gain from it because everybody does it exactly i don't care what industry you're in right everybody's communicating right so i think we've said your website significantly but just in case someone didn't get it jan slater how does somebody find you online just google careerconnection.me and there it is and you'll find videos there explaining the business so featuring um, you I make them all the time. And look, if I can do this at age 65, anybody can do this. You don't like looking at yourself, but there it is. Get <laughs> Deal <over> with it. <laughs> Amen. Well, thanks for being a friend of the program and a part of our community. My I've, pleasure. I've enjoyed this time with Me you today too. here on Critical Mass Radio Show. I'd like to thank our advertising sponsors for making the show possible. Brandman University, Center Club, Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, SNH Rubber, Succession Strategies, Tone Software, and UPS Protection. I want to thank our producer, Paul Roberts. I mean, our engineer, Paul Roberts. Sorry, our producer is Crystal Nunley. Our assistant producer is Amanda Pointer. Our guest coordinator is Kathleen Shepard. Our marketing strategist and live events manager is Asia Celestino. Our social media manager is Melissa Padani. And our VP of Sales is Rose Chimura. I'm your host, Rick Franzi. If you'd like to follow me on LinkedIn, I'm Richard Franzi. Our Twitter handle is CEO Peer Groups. And if you're having your favorite podcasting software, type in Critical Mass Radio Show. Get our updates automatically. We do three shows a week. If you'd like to learn more about Critical Mass for Business or refer a future guest or advertise, visit criticalmass4forbusiness.com. Until your next uh, time we have a chance to talk, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 